The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, April 1st, nah, 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 2012. Are you sure it's April 1st, Grant? Mate, it is totally April 1st. I can never trust you. we're recording in the afternoon, so you can't play any pranks on me. Yes, but it's a morning in America, so I can never trust you when we're on April Fool's Day when we're recording. Oh, too cunning. Too cunning by half, Fisher. Yes, absolutely. Oh, well, we'll just get on with the news. Let's see after a, a week or so break. By the way, Grant, how are you? Um, Yeah, the, the life support unit is on silent, and I think I can go about five minutes before I have to kick it up to full power again. People should know this week that uh, Grant is actually wearing his Darth Vader life support system just to keep him going for this report. So let's get on with it. Qantas launches Jetstar Hong Kong. It was about a week or so back when they did this in conjunction with China Eastern. Very interesting, Grant. How do we think uh, this will go, A, in China, and B, do you think the Hong Kong government will let it go ahead? Well, that's the big wild card here. Uh, It appears on surface value as a uh, a pretty good idea. Uh, Let's get into more of Asia. Let's get Jetstar going. I mean, whether we like it or not, Jetstar is the way of the future future for Qantas, um, especially it's where the growth is, it's where things are happening for them and it's where they have a bit of an idea with their model, um, so long as we ignore Jetstar Pacific, which is their uh, venture in Vietnam where um, things haven't been going well for them for quite a while despite what they say. But yeah, Hong Kong looks to have a great potential, it gives them a, a foothold into Hong Kong and uh, therefore on into China. The um, The problem is that the legal configuration for uh, airlines in Hong Kong is very complex and uh, if Qantas come in and start doing this with China Eastern, then China Southern, China Airlines, uh, Lufthansa possibly, and Singapore Airlines and lots of other airlines are going to get a little upset and are very possibly going to want their cut of the action as well. Not only that, I mean, uh, you know, the Jetstar arm of Qantas would be dreaming if they think that these uh, competitor airlines are not going to uh, step up their competition. Mind you, Grant, they're only talking about starting off with three A320s operating uh, in and out of uh, China, so it's a a pretty uh, slow ramp up, I guess, in terms of the uh, huge order that they placed with Airbus, uh, you know, that was much trumpeted when the first uh, Asian adventure was announced. So uh, one wonders what will happen with that order, if nothing else. Well, you know, I think the order with the Neos and all that's probably going to wind up replacing a few aircraft they already have. But certainly it it doesn't sound like the ramping up is there that they were looking at. And uh, you know for sure that Cathay Pacific, you know, Hong Kong is their home. They are going to do all they can to uh, try and fight this, either by uh, questioning the laws or just uh, going into competition, which, of course, is good for the consumer. Uh, as long as it can last. But the, yeah, the big thing is going to be, once again, telegraphing punches, going in, saying they're going to do this great stuff, but will the uh, incumbents allow it to happen? I don't know. It's uh, going to be interesting to see. Of course, it's annoyed the uh, the unions here in Australia because they're seeing it as once again taking jobs out of Australia, although uh, Jetstar and Qantas are saying it's new jobs that wouldn't have been around anyhow. Yeah, interesting, Grant. This deal is uh, worth $198 million uh, with uh, China Eastern, which uh, incidentally is a code share uh, partner with, uh, with the Qantas group already and they're saying it'll be operational by next year so uh, interesting stuff mate but uh, I tell you what the share market liked it even if the unions didn't. It did go up a few percentage points in a market that was otherwise falling. Yeah that's interesting Grant Uh, I wonder what the share market will have to say about another one of the uh, partners of the Qantas group uh, uh, over on the other side of the the country and operating into the Pacific and that's the flying fruit tingle Grant uh, Air Pacific it looks like uh, there's going to be trouble there between uh, Qantas uh, Air Pacific and the uh, the military government uh, that's currently running Fiji. That's correct mate Uh, 
the uh, current military government that took power in a 2006 coup has, uh, well, some people are calling it nationalizing Air Pacific. Others are just saying, uh, no, no, they're just correcting what's referred to over there as an anomaly uh, that allows Qantas to have control despite its minority state. Qantas uh, only has about 46% in Air Pacific and uh, they have been able to veto and set direction a number of times. And uh, the Fijian government are saying enough and they've uh, changed some of the rules related to uh, foreigners owning airlines. What it means now is that uh, Fiji has control over Air Pacific. Fiji's uh, Minister for Aviation uh, is also not happy about this and this is why uh, this has come about. He uh, is also in particular saying here that he's unhappy that uh, Qantas uh, subsidiary Jetstar competes directly against Air Pacific in that region. So uh, he doesn't like the fact that uh, you know Jetstar is out there competing with um, effectively another part of the Qantas group. Well, you know, I'd say get used to it. It happens here every day. It's possible that Air Pacific is being used as a pawn in the um, political machinations between uh, Fiji and Australia. This could very well just be a, yet another bargaining and positioning action being undertaken by the current government. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I tell you what, Grant, um, I would wonder actually how well um, Air Pacific would do if it would, uh, was out there on its own. I, I'm taking a big leap here, but I don't think they'd do so well if they didn't have that investment from Qantas. Well, I mean, there has been some call from various sources that uh, maybe Qantas really want to get out of Air Pacific. They're trying to turn around and actually make some money on their 46% uh, rather than see it disappear, but they haven't been having a lot of luck lately. So who knows? This could be a very handy reason for Qantas to just go, okay, bye-bye, and increased Jetstar operations into Fiji. Now, just a quick byline here. Uh, David Vanderhoof and I talked uh, last year, I think, about the uh, the Royal Australian Air Force's uh, FA-18F Super Hornets that they bought. And, uh, of course, we, uh, we mentioned last year, you may recall in one of our reports, that they had uh, a number of them wired up to be converted to the EA-18G Growler variant. Uh, Minister for Defence Stephen Smith has announced that that plan is uh, progressing and um, they're looking to uh, get that underway pretty soon. They've started the process for uh, the United States foreign military sales to um, make it a reality. So another step closer towards Australia running some growlers. Uh, it's still very much in the distance at the moment, but at least it's another positive step towards that. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Australia's military always gets along well with uh, the United States military, always seen as a key partner in this area of the world. And um, it, it seems to be, uh, particularly at the moment, seeing as America has just announced it's going to be basing uh, Marines here and all sorts of stuff, the defence ties are uh, pretty cosy at the moment. So I don't see there being any impediment to uh, that going ahead. Frankly, in terms of our uh, capability, well, we only have 24 of these Super Hornets, so, uh, you know, the better we can make them, the better we'll be. Yeah, having a couple of growlers on would be kind of handy, but uh, Australian US defence ties are getting pretty close. There's been a lot of talk lately about the possibility of uh, running um, maritime drones out of the Cocos Islands, which, of course, has the residents in the Cocos Islands going, hang on, what? You want to do what? You want to do what? And and, uh, many um, members of the Australian government going, now, 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 don't jump ahead. Uh, So I think somebody's managed to let slip that uh, those discussions could be coming on. People have have tried to say it's going to be like Diego Garcia, but in Australian territory. So I I don't think it'll be quite that huge, but uh, there are some indications that uh, it could be a good location to run maritime patrols with UAVs. We'll see what happens. And the only other news we had here on the list this week was that uh, Melbourne Airport Corporation has uh, announced that it's uh, unveiling a $1 billion upgrade. Grant, I'll tell you what, considering I parked there last weekend and was charged 46 bucks, not even for 24 hours, I think they'll be able to fund that just from their parking, mate, just from their parking. Definitely, mate, definitely. It's a bone of contention in Australia is the outrageous parking fees that get charged at Sydney, Melbourne, various other locations around the country where it's effectively a monopoly. You have to park and they can charge whatever they want. Mm, Absolutely, it was terrible. Well, Grant, I think we might wind this Australia desk up. You know, we've been up since very early this morning doing our uh, live trust there into Sun and Fun and it turns out there was us and Steve Tupper and nobody else turned up. There was some old fellow that was supposed to turn up and he 
never showed up. Can you think who that was? Uh, somebody was going to get a couple of whacks or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Where are you, Rob Mark? We had to wing it without you, so, you know. Must have been his headset didn't work on that Southwest Airlines aircraft. That's all right. I got Simba to step in for him. It was, it was quite entertaining, actually. Oh, cool. Anyway, all right. That should wind him up until next week. So we'll wait till then. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still mostly kind of uh, half a lung less Grant McCarran. <laughs> <laughs>